break out the carrot sticks and natural yogurt. No artificial hormones added. It's time for the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Dr. Lewis and Janet have a long history of helping people achieve their maximum potential. While Janet is a certified natural health consultant with a unique perspective of alternative and complementary nutrition. Dr. Lewis stays current on the latest research pertaining to nutritional supplements and optimum health. Paramount to their educational journey was their trip to China while studying Chinese medical doctors. Dr. Lewis and Janet know the importance of proper nutrition in the healing process and maintenance of the human body. Get ready to gain a healthy perspective on life. This is the Doctor's Nutrition Show. Hello and welcome to this week's show. I'm Janet Lewis. And I'm Dr. Lewis. And we are Doctors Nutrition of Texas, where we help you with your nutritional solutions to your common health issues. We appreciate you joining our show today, where we are discussing how to stay motivated. Uh, many times it's very hard to uh, stay with something once we get started or start at all. So Dr. Lewis is going to share with us today some tips and ideas about how to hang in there when the tough get going and the going gets tough or, <laughs> or something saying, like that saying is but uh if you know nothing about what we do we do low cost lab work our website is a cut above naturals with an s on the end.com where you can see all kind of other shows we've done in the past blogs health surveys, all kind of interesting articles that Dr. Lewis has written, along with his most popular book, The Thyroid Sniper. So, Dr. Lewis, I'm going to let you take it away and tell us how we can get motivated or stay motivated or whatever it is we're trying to do for energy. Yeah, I'm going to ramble a lot, and uh, I'm giving a talk tomorrow night at Natural Grocers. Thank God we finally have something like that in Longview. And it's going to be about adrenal uh, exhaustion and thyroid malfunction, uh, which can cause you to lose your memory, which Janet has to kind of reel me in. The signal is she acts like she's setting a hook on a fish and reels me back in, and she'll probably do that today. You know, I think I worry about my patients too much, and maybe that's a bad thing for me, or maybe that's a good thing for you, and, you know, only you can judge that, but... I want to go over some of the positive attributes that are, are very evident in most of the people that get well. And I'll always have a tendency to go to the ones that do it incorrectly and talk about them, which I probably should do much less of. <clears throat> it's so many times I can look at a patient and, and listen to him and I'm thinking there's no way in the world you're going to get well because it's more of an attitude and a belief system and, and what they speak. And I know it's tough when you come to me and you feel bad. It's really, really tough to suck it up, as I say, suck it up, buttercup. Uh, It's hard when you feel bad and you don't have the physical stamina, and that will adversely affect how you do mentally. So I just want to go over a few key points. Um, Most people should chill out. Most people should choose. Choose always to be happy to speak what's best about a situation. And I'll recommend a few books. Uh, one of my favorite books, and I've talked about it before, is called Nagaholics. I think it's Cherie Carter Scott or something like that. It's a really, really good book. The people that are most negative are the ones that will never read it. And it's like those are the people that will rain on your parade no matter what's going on. They... Yeah, I'm trying. They're to Debbie Downers. Yeah, I'm trying to clean this up. So, um, um, 
Yeah, you feel like you have been sucked dry of your energy when they walk in the room. And then there's other people that walk in the room and you feel enlightened and enthused and energetic because of that. And most of that is just what you speak and what you are physically, what you are spiritually. And, you know, I try to stay out of the spiritual realm because I'm not qualified to preach at all. But one of the things that you should always do to become successful, not just in getting your health back, but is you have to discern the definition of success and discernment means to have a discerning spirit or a knowing spirit i mean listening to your intuition and i think it's fortunate for women that it's been okay for you to listen to your intuition and and maybe you have more than men or maybe men have just been told that it's not okay to listen to that gut feeling but always go with your gut Uh, success really is the progressive achievement of whatever goal, if it's a correct goal, God-given goal, but the progressive achievement would mean that you're always working toward, working toward, working toward. It, it's never really that you get to the destination as much as you learn to enjoy the journey, and that gets easier and easier and better and better. Um, so when you set goals, you have to listen to that discerning spirit. I'm sorry, I'm going to get to preaching here in a minute. Um, I, I'm very much, I've told many of you, listen to your discerning spirit. I'll fill your head full of information, but I want you to know in your heart that it's the right thing. So, And I think you should always listen to your spiritual advisor or preacher about that. Uh, you have to make sure, in, in my opinion, that your goals are balanced and reasonable. And that's one of the biggest reasons I see for failure is people say, I did what you told me to do, and my lab's not better. Well, I heard that yesterday from a lady out of Utah, and it's like, no, you've done a third of what I told you to do, and you're complaining the whole time. And they're only doing about a third, and they expect to go on vacation with a third of a tank of gas. I mean, let's be reasonable, and sometimes we're not reasonable in America, is because we want something for nothing. Wow, that's going to get political. Uh, you have to be reasonable. The body takes time to heal. There are physiological limitations. If it takes God nine months to make a baby, why do you think you can pull it off in three weeks? Now, your faith and expectations and what you speak does contribute to a better outcome. Always will. You ask me how I'm doing, I'll say somewhere close to perfect, or I'll say somewhere between wonderful and perfect. Too blessed to be stressed. And that actually helps uplift me, just, you know, fake it till you make it. But you can speak these things into existence. So reasonable goals. And you'll always have a little fear and doubt, uh, a bad day. You'll have good days and bad days. Um, I think it's good to meditate. And that means get quiet, watch and listen to you breathe, and do that for as long as you can. Your mind will wander in the first three seconds. Get your get your mind back, uh, get it focused, but learn to meditate. And I do my best meditation on the deer stand until until Facebook came along, and then oh, it's a little harder to meditate because I've I've observed that most people don't want to know what's happening they want to know what else is happening and we have gotten hooked on 
the excitement of what's going on. I, and I've always said Facebook is just a, a socially acceptable way to gossip. So I'm very careful what I read on Facebook. It's got to be positive, happy, inspirational. You know, I skip the political post. And, you know, it's getting pretty sad when both the left and the right are now agreeing, hey, we just need to be happy again. And, and I think that's very important. And that's causing a big problem in the health that I see people are too stirred up about negative emotions that you can't do anything about. Um, you need to get a mentor. You know, I'm, I'm a beekeeper, and I, I love the post on Facebook about beekeeping, and you, we get those from all over the world, and, and that's pretty good. So, And they always say, well, if you want to become a good beekeeper, don't just read the books. You have to get a mentor because there's not any one correct way to raise bees. Well, the same thing about getting a spiritual mentor or a physical mentor or a nutritional mentor, someone that will increase your confidence. And, you know, hopefully Janet and I do that, and she's always really sweet, and I'm a little bit uh, sometimes on the edge. Uh, and, and I tell some really sharp-edged analogies, but the intent behind it is always good just to get you to thinking differently so that you might reframe your thoughts and get successful and, and change the way you think. I'm a big fan of Einstein, and, and Einstein said something to the effect of you can never fix a problem with the same consciousness or the same mind that you had when you created the problem. I mean, you have to think differently. It's easier to think differently when you have a trusted mentor to help you think differently and to kind of reframe it and put it in a different light. Um, one of the best things you can do to have success in life, whether we're talking about health, uh, mental, spiritual, um, is go do something good for somebody and try not to get caught at it. And I would love to tell you some of the things I've done, but then again, most of these things should be done in secret. It feels so good when you bless somebody and they don't they look around and they don't have a clue what happened and they just look up and say, Hey, thank you because they think it's a gift from God and it was even if it was through man. Uh, you can do things like that for other people and increase your health. And the more you do, the better you feel. The better you feel, the more you're motivated to uplift others, the more you're uplifted from the seeds that you planted. Um, you have to schedule time with people that are healthy, and you have to copy them. Um there, there's a scripture that says, "You, he that walketh with wise men shall be wise. Well, I hang around people that are healthier than me, which is easy because that would be Janet, and she's better looking too. So uh, that she helps me, whether she knows it or not. Yeah, she gave me a really funny look. Uh, she helps me because she naturally eats much more healthy than I do, and that has changed the way I eat, and she doesn't even know it. So I hang around with people that are smarter than me, make more money than me, and money's pretty low on my priority list. I think y'all know that by how little we charge, but um, I try to hang around people that are more successful than me and, you know, the uplifted ones. You have to invest in yourself. 
Okay, that's very, very important, and most people won't do it. And there's this sweet, sweet lady up in Wisconsin or Minnesota, and she said, da-da-da-da-da, and she was giving me all the excuses, and I just love this woman. I wish I could go up there and give her a hug, but she says, I can't do it. I said, the problem is not physical. I can fix your physical and nutritional issues, but the problem is you don't love yourself enough, and she busted out crying. And really sweet, sweet lady. I mean, just my heart went out for her. That's one of the biggest things, the the biggest impediments in getting well is most of us or some of us don't love ourselves enough to accept it. And I've seen people that their symptoms start going away, their body starts getting better. Oh, their thyroid wakes up. Oh, they're happier. Oh, they have more energy. Oh, they get more done. Oh, they're a better husband or wife and better, you know, parent. And then they quit because they can't accept the good things that their body's bringing about. And so learning um, to love yourself can be one of the biggest issues of everybody. And I've always told, you know, Janet and a million other people, people that don't read scare me. Really, you get out of high school and what little you learn there, you're going to live the rest of your life based on what you learned in high school. And you don't want me running my life on what I learned in high school. I'd look over at the girls and say, I've been here three days. I'm going to go hunting or fishing. I'll see you. You know, I'm I'm skipping Thursday and Friday. I'll see you on Monday. Um, But I'd always read. You know, I I read all the time. So invest in yourself. You've got tape sets. You've got uh, audio books. I like the real books uh, as much as I can. And I even have people that give me books. You know, the good doctor up in Bismarck has sent me a couple of books, which I've very much enjoyed. One of them was called The Happiness Advantage. So thank you, Doc and Beth, for that. It's a really good book, and I would suggest that each of you get that, The Happiness Advantage, and it it has a lot of science in it, too. Um, And they've given me other books, too. So they invested in me, which uplifted me, so that I could uplift other people. So it gets to be a cycle that you can't break the positivity of that. So you think about if you go eat a meal and it costs you 20 bucks. Can you think about what 20 bucks would mean if you got a book and read it? You know, that could last a lifetime where the meal only makes you feel good for a few hours. Ouch, that hurt. Uh, You know, you want to be steady. Steady is very, very important. Um, And don't lose faith. If you feel bad, know that your body's going to go through that. And, you know, I tell the story, the ones that have done this program, I'll say, well, when I read about this 5-MTHF genetic mutation. I just assumed from the list of symptoms that I had that and based on family symptoms. So me being a typical man, which is not always wise, I think, well, if a little bit's good, more is better. So I started taking a massive, massive dose, and I felt horrible for five days. But I was steady. I knew that it was okay to feel bad. I did not lose my faith because the two biggest things that's going to kick you in the butt and make you fail is fear and doubt. I had faith. It's like, yeah, okay, I feel bad. My body's loading up, getting ready to dump stuff. And then I tell the story like on the sixth day, Jesus parted the clouds and the angels started singing because that 5-MTHF, oh my God, it blew me into a new reality of feeling good mentally and physically. And Janet can tell the day I don't take it. She'll say, did you take your 5-MTHF? 
or methylcore? I said, well, you know I didn't. How can you tell? And she says, you're not as happy. You can definitely tell he's had it today. He's on a roll. (laughs) He might have had two. Well, that wouldn't be a bad thing, would it? No, it wouldn't. Um, Yes, ma'am, I had it. (laughs) And that's the other thing. Janet puts things in a drink for me, powders and liquids, and then I'll dump 30 or 40 or 50 capsules in there. And people say, does it taste good? I said, I'm not doing it for the taste. No, it tastes like hell. I, I drink it anyway, and it's good for me. And if Janet loves me enough to do that, why would I not love her enough and respect her enough to take it? And, and Janet's a very brilliant, brilliant woman. Uh, a few years ago, she said at lunch, <clears throat> Stephen, if I love you enough to put all your thyroid, your adrenal, your pregnal alone, your DHEA, if I love you enough to put it in that little thing that says Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, on and on, if I love you enough to do that, why don't you love yourself enough because you only did it three days last week? I was speechless, and she didn't beat me up over it, which she knows not to do. She gets a lot more out of me by being gentle. So, folks, it's about self-love. It's about investing in yourself. Because if you don't invest in good health, disease is going to sneak up and bite you in the butt. It will. You know it's coming. And, you know, I'm a little on edge because I've seen some people here very recently die that never would do anything for their health. Oh, I'm fine. Just because you deny it doesn't mean it's true. And I'm talking about people that, in my opinion, were very, very young to have passed from this earth uh very sweet wonderful people but they just didn't love themselves enough you know they're fine they eat a healthy diet and it's like well okay you're drinking a bottle of wine and smoking three packs of cigarettes a day uh but okay you know of course i'm very anti-smoker so invest in yourself and make sure it's a positive investment because the more you invest uh the better you're going to feel had quite a few patients that quit and came back uh one today from Central Texas, and one from South Louisiana that came back, and he said, man, I felt so good. My belly went away, my energy, my thought processes were great. And He said, and then I quit, and my belly's back, and I'm lethargic. And I said, well, you know, you're an accountant. I know you know about investment. He says, yes, sir, got it. So learn to love yourself, and it's nice to me. That's a good thing. So be steady in that. Um, I think it's important to find out what your strengths are and try to be dominant in that and go with your strengths. Some things you can learn, you know, learning to do for others and making them happy. You know, that's a really, really good thing. But, uh, you know, find out what you're good at. And although I loved being a chiropractor and seeing 50 people a day, uh, insurance companies wouldn't pay. So I went on to do this, and I, I find it very, very joyful uh, to do this. This is a strength, and I get a lot of pleasure from uh, my accomplishments. So you have to think, what could I do for someone else that would make me feel good about myself? <clears throat> like uh, the man the other day that his preacher sent him to us, and he was much younger than me. He was Janet's age. And he cried. He said, I've been to six or seven doctors, and I just know this is a God connection. He 
did that before we even did the lab work. And then he apologized, and we found out what his problem was. I said, well, it's obvious. You're having all this stress and anxiety and panic attacks because you have this. And you have to do this, 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 and this. You're still going to have some panic attacks. Uh, yeah, and I, I told him to go see his MD, make sure it wasn't as hard, but it wasn't, uh, which I thought was a good good advice. But he was so happy, and he said he would feel better, and he would stick with it. And I said, as long as fear and doubt doesn't creep in, you will do good. But, you know, you will have days where you do a little bit of that. Um, I'm going to try to be sweet on this one. The next thing you have to do is have a spirit that is willing to be taught. Um, I can't tell you how many people I've given the answer and then they get on Google and say, well, Google said this. And I I said, well, you know, you've already been to six or seven doctors. They didn't find a problem. This is the issue. And although Google said that, do you know about this, 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 and this? And I had a lady says, well, no, I trust you. You're the doctor. I said, no, you don't, because you just told me I was wrong in how I'm treating your husband. I said, if you want to treat him, that's fine. You know, I mean, you're welcome to. I know you love him, and that's a good thing. But if you will just stick with it, because fear and doubt kicked her butt the first three days of her husband's treatment. Uh, Google will get you in trouble, folks. And I know everybody loves Google. There's all the answers there. And I've told the story about Janet and I were in Hot Springs. We like to go up there. And uh, she wasn't feeling good. And I went to sleep. And next morning she says, Stephen, I got on Google and found out what my problem was. I've got prostate cancer. And, you know, Google's kind of a self-guided tour to death. So, you know, stay the hell off of it. It's not good for you. Um yeah, maybe not stay off of I mean, it. There are some good information there, but there's a lot of half-truths that are distorted, too. So that goes back to having the d- discerning spirit. Um, so be willing to be taught and submit to authority. My dentist asked me questions, and I say, I don't know. You're the dentist. Just do what you would do if you know, on your husband if he had the same problem on his teeth. And she says, okay, got it. I submit to authority. When I go to church, I say, yes, sir, to the preacher. I go to the dentist. I say, yes, ma'am, whatever you think. Um, so be willing to submit. You know, I don't tell my mechanic how to fix my truck. I don't tell him how to balance my tires and do a front-end alignment. I don't do that. So being being willing to be taught and being humble about it, you know, could be very, very beneficial because not only do you feel better about it, your family will benefit from it. And I'm really big on making sure the family benefits because I know what it's like to have a parent that died when I was young, and he was young too, uh, of something that could have been very easily fixed with what Janet and I do. So, you know, be a blessing to your family. Uh, Death is not really a problem. The problem is not living. Um. you have to take your present moments and you have to savor them. The people that are grateful are the happy people. And I love Joyce Meyer. She says, praise and be raised, complain and remain. Yes, folks, it's really that simple. The people that complain about what's wrong do not get the same results as the people that 
praise and say, oh, this is better, this is better. And when they do that, I think, okay, they're going to get well because they're focused on what's better and what they want rather than what they don't want. So that goes back to the teachable spirit and, you know, reading the book Negaholics and don't be that because I read it about every year or two and it helps me to be more positive and break the chains of negativity. You have to sow seeds, seeds into your life, whether they're spiritual, whether they're physical, whether they're mental, whether they're financial. Um, People say they don't understand how Janet and I can work together and be together 24-7. They say, oh, I couldn't stand my spouse. I sow seeds all day long. I flirt with her all day long. I tell her what a wonderful person she is. She does something good. I praise her for that. So, folks, you have to sow seeds to create what you want to create. Uh, You have to use pictures and, and put these pictures with emotions. You have to picture yourself healthy. You have to picture yourself wealthy. You have to picture a happy marriage. You have to picture yourself as overcoming whatever disease you may have, and picture victory. You know, you have the choice. You can be pitiful or you can be powerful. can't be both. So for the most part, I mean, we're still practicing too, but you can, you can actually have victory over this stuff. So now that I've said that, there's a few things that maybe you can jot down. There's emotions. When I say you have to put emotions with these pictures, you have to have love and warmth. You have to have appreciation and gratitude, you know, the rah-rah sessions. Uh, In Philippians, it says, do all things without grumbling. And, you know, sometimes Janet has to remind me of that. uh, But she's smart enough to do it gently, which I appreciate. Um. Remember, if you want something out of life and you want a payday, you have to put the work into it before you get the payday. Uh, and, And complaining just within itself causes your immune system to become weakened. So the more thankful you are, the more joyful you get. So remember the love and warmth, the appreciation and gratitude. But you have to be curious. And Einstein also said a lot about curiosity, too. But... That's why I say read books, get more information. And I like books better than uh, Google, but you really can get some good things on Google. Just be careful who you read. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it, actually. Uh, I can get the real research off Google. That helps. You have to have excitement and passion. I learned that last week. Uh, We have a little three-year-old granddaughter living with us, uh, and she comes in. And she's just shaking with excitement. Papa, Papa. And I always say, hi, Allie Bell, and grab her. But I started shaking with excitement, mimicking her, and she got even more excited. So she taught me the lesson that Papa needs to be more exciting and more excitable and to experience that. And it went back, and it was very obvious in her face that I had given her more joy when I was excited to see her as she was to see her Papa. So excitement and passion. Have to have passion. I don't mean lust. I mean passion. There's a difference, folks. You have to be determined. The root word of determined would be, hey, I've found what I want, and I'm going to stick with it till I get it. 
uh, the termination basically is the wake-up call for the human will. Um, then you have to be flexible because, like on our program, some things change. Uh, of course, I have people that are still doing the same old thing two, three, four, five years later, and they say, no, I'm happy, I'm healthy, I feel great, I've never felt this good in my whole life. But sometimes things change. Uh, sometimes you I talked to another doctor yesterday. She came in. She says, well, how will I know when this is working? I said, well, this will change and this will change. And then we have to be flexible and change your program until you walk into a classroom. Oh, and it's just been sprayed with pesticides. And then you start over. She says, I've read about that. So be flexible because things change and and different things in life get in your way from time to time. Confidence. Confidence is incredible. You know, it, it's it's kind of similar to courage. But you have to just practice and practice. Confidence and faith will carry you further than knowledge. I'd rather have somebody that has faith in here than somebody that has knowledge. I'm not impressed with your knowledge. I'm impressed with your confidence, your determination, your faith. That's what will get you well. And to always be cheerful, and I have trouble with that. I think that's based on my, you know, raising, I guess. Uh, although it's a good childhood. But little Allie taught me that the other day. Be cheerful. It's like, be like a little child. And she's a happier three-year-old than I am at 62. So she taught me a lesson. <laughs> it's a really good thing. Cheer- to be cheerful will help you eliminate bad feelings like fear when you're hurt, you're angry, when you're frustrated or disappointed. If you practice fake being cheerful, then you depression can go away. And vitality, well, if you stick with these other things, you'll get the vitality and the ability and the, the, the energy uh, to stick with it. And, you know, that's the thing I want to tell you is... Lace up your bootstraps and have that determination and make a choice, you know, um, contribute to your future health because it blesses your family. And hopefully I didn't talk too much about health and more about getting in and getting it on and getting it done. So it can be a healthier life. You can live it uh, brighter. You can be happier. You can make more and more people happy. So if you have any questions about what I say, you can always call me. We will help you in any way that we possibly can. And we would ask that God always bless you with joy in your eyes, love in your heart, laughter upon your lips.